Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. We all understand and know that success begins in the mind, and the way that you think shapes your actions, and the way that you act determines your success. Well, here on Mindset to Mastery, the podcast, we provide tools, tips, strategies, and actionable items to help you change your mindset and master your success. I'm your host, Keisha a. Rivers of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcome through strategic consulting, team coaching, and applied learning. Visit us at carsgroup.com, that's K-A-R-S group.com, for more information and to schedule a time to talk to us about your organization's needs. Now, without further ado, our next episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast, is going to be talking about the AGCs of success, accountability, growth, and change. So make sure that you have some paper and pencil handy to take some notes because I'm going to be giving you three different areas that you need to focus on and some actual actionable items that you can apply beginning today to assist you with making sure that your accountability, your growth, and your change are leading you down the path towards success. So without further ado, let's get started. Accountability. Everyone talks about accountability. And for a lot of people, they don't understand exactly what that looks like. For some people, it means, hey, there's someone that's telling me what to do, or there's someone I have to report to. Some people see accountability as a bad word because they're looking at it as someone checking up on them or looking over their shoulder. But in actuality, whenever you're making any types of changes, whenever you're trying to grow, whenever you're trying to pursue some additional method or or, or level of success, you're going to have to answer to someone. And for a lot of us, we have to learn how to become accountable to ourselves, where sometimes that doesn't necessarily always work because, you know, we give ourselves the excuses, we give ourselves the rationales, we give ourselves the reasons why this didn't work out and why we didn't follow through. But if you're accountable to someone else, if you have a team or if you have a trusted mentor or an accountability partner or a coach or a sponsor or a colleague that is going to not just make sure that you're following through on what you say, but is also going to ask you the hard questions about why you're doing what you're doing or why you're not doing what you know you should be doing and help you to unpack all of that, then that's when accountability goes right. So you need to have someone to answer to. You need to have consistent follow-up and follow-through. So it's not just enough for you to say, hey, I want to gain another certification or I want to make manager, I want to get promoted or I want to start my own business. You have to have someone who's going to follow up with you and ask you, okay, what are the steps that you're taking to get to that point and where are, where do you see yourself going, um, but also someone who's going to follow through with you and follow up with you to make sure that you're doing those things that you said you wanted to do. You're actually following through on the actions you said you were going to take. You're actually you know, doing the research. You're implementing the strategies. You're seeking out the classes to be able to learn and to become better. Because unless you make a committed act, a committed decision to do something different and then honor that decision with action and have someone to be accountable to, to make sure that you're following up and following through, then you're going to find yourself drifting in the wind and wondering why you're spinning your wheels and you're not getting anywhere. 
So you need to make sure that someone is going to make sure that you are doing what you said you were going to do, and they're going to ensure that the reasons you're doing things are the right ones. I can't tell you how many times that I work with clients and they're busy because they're taking a lot of different actions, but all of the actions that they're taking are not necessarily leading them to their desired outcome or, to, or their desired result. So in order for you to make sure that you're not just taking action for action's sake, but you're taking the right actions that are actually leading you to your desired outcome, you need to have that accountability partner. You need to have that voice of reason that understands where you're trying to get to. They understand the vision of success that you have. They understand what success looks like in action, your outcomes, and so they understand what questions to ask you, what ways to push you, to motivate you, which ways that they need to challenge you, and how they need to support you in your journey. So get yourself an accountability partner, have a mentor, get a colleague, get a team. And the keys to it in terms of having the right type of accountability is one, you have to identify specifically what is needing to be done, specifically. Number two, you have to identify who is supposed to do it. So if you're working with a team of people, you can't just say, oh, we're going to work on um, impacting our, you know, increasing our market share or going from number six to number four in our market, or we're increasing our sales. You have to identify specifically what that looks like, what needs to be done, and then who are you going to assign it to? And then everyone has to hold everyone else accountable. Then third, you need to identify when things need to be done. If you're trying to make this move in three months or six months or a year, every single thing that you want to have accomplished, every single outcome that you want to see come to fruition has to have a time frame on it. Because if you don't have a time frame on it, it's not a goal. It's not a specific outcome. It's a wish. It's a thought. It's something that you think would be good to happen when or if. So accountability comes back down to being specific about what's to be done, identifying who's doing it, and then attaching a time frame to it so that you're able to measure your progress and assess your pro measure your process, assess your process and measure your progress. So in application, there are a ton of project management softwares or task lists that you can have, um, Freedcamp, as well as um, Asana and some other ones that are, that are, are less expensive that you can use individually, um, but also setting up a system with your team where you're able to track what is going to be done and when it's going to be done and who is actually responsible. And then having regular reporting open communication about how you're doing with the process, how you're doing with this particular project, what uh, benchmarks are you achieving, as well as what obstacles are you encountering? How are you looking to solve these problems and these issues that arise? The earlier you let other people know about what's going on and how you're progressing, the better it is for everybody involved. Most organizations don't understand that they need to make people in their organizations aware of the fact that nobody exists in an island. Everything that every person does is like a domino effect or a ripple effect. It affects and impacts everyone else. So as a result, you need to make sure that you have open communication and that you are letting everyone else know where you are in this process. And then you need to be open to making adjustments as necessary. 
things are not necessarily going to always go according to plan. So part of this accountability process is to understand that things are going to happen. And so therefore, we need to make adjustments as necessary to make sure that we're staying on the right track. We also need to make adjustments if we find out that the outcome we initially uh, determined that we were going to go after is something that needs to change based on new information that we've uncovered, we've uncovered throughout this process. So you have to make sure you're answering to someone, but you have to understand the right questions to ask, and you have to make sure that you're using the right information to be able to make the right changes so that you can make the right progress to get to your desired outcome. So that's all about accountability. Now, the second um, component is growth. And when we talk about the AGCs, I just talked about accountability, now we're gonna talk about growth. And the purpose of organizations is to grow. Now, when I say grow, that doesn't necessarily mean getting bigger. It doesn't necessarily mean increasing your bottom line or your sales or, or expanding the number of people or the, the number of locations. Growing doesn't always mean bigger, but perhaps the most important aspects of growth is being able to get better. So growth, the way I'm defining it, is understanding what the process is that, that is involved and entailed for you to be able to get better at what you're doing. So this requires a willingness to do things differently. You cannot grow if you're not willing to make some changes. You can't grow if you're not willing to learn. You can't grow if you're not willing and being open to experiencing new things. So the top three areas that I want you, things I want you to remember about growth is that in order for your organization to grow, that means your people need to grow. And in order for your people to grow, they need to cultivate a, um, a culture that is supportive of growth. So they need to be open to being uncomfortable. And I can tell you, I can't, there are so many times when I work with clients who have, you know, risen to the tops of their field or in their department, and they've got their processes and their procedures and the way that they do things. It's like back of their hand. They don't even need to, to think about it because it is subconsciously something that they just know how to do. It's kind of like driving a car. Once you've had a lot of experience driving a car, you don't need to actually think about it because your, your body automatically responds. Your brain automatically tells you what to do when things happen. But during the process when you were first learning how to drive a car, you had to think about everything. You had to think about, you know, oh, the light is changing from green to yellow, so I need to slow down. And I had to think about, you know, the brake and, 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 and the gas, especially if you were learning how to drive a manual you know, stick shift where, okay, I need to go from first to second and then downshift back to first or go from first to second to third and then downshift. And then what do I have to do if, you know, I need to, you know, keep my foot on the brake and the, and the clutch at the same time. It's the same exact thing when you're working with organizations. As you become more competent and you become better at your business and it started or your department or whatever task you're undertaking and it starts to grow, then you get to a particular point in time where you are no longer comfortable with what's being done because now you're into uncharted territory. So you need to be open to being uncomfortable because growth is not an easy thing. You also need to be honest 
not just about what it is that needs to be done and the way it needs to be done, but you need to be honest about what I call the SWAT, your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. When you are focused on growth, when you're focused on not just getting bigger, but also getting better, you need to understand what the strengths are, not only of the organization, not only of the opportunity before you, but of the people that are working with you. You need to understand the weaknesses. You need to understand what threats there are out there that are going to potentially impact your capabilities for being successful or achieving the outcome that you want. And you need to understand and identify and be honest about the threats that are out there. Because unless you are looking at both the internal and the external, the strengths and weaknesses are internal um, characteristics of your people and your organization, and the um, opportunities and threats are external things that are going to impact your people and your organization. So you have to be honest about all of that so that you can properly chart and track your growth, and your, and your path to getting to your desired outcome. Third, you have to be committed to the process. Growth is not something that happens overnight. It is something that ha you have to be consistent with. It's something that you have to make sure that you are being um, committed to. It is something that you have to want. And it's something that whenever things start to get a little dicey and things get um, overwhelming, you have to say and remind yourself, these are the outcomes that we're having, we're starting to, we want to achieve. These are, this is the place that we want to get to. And this is the road that we need to take. So you're going to need to be accountable to each other. You're going to have to identify your growth. You're going to have to give yourself some uh, rec recognition. And the key ways to do that in terms of managing this growth is having feedback, regular and relevant. Don't wait 15, 20 days into the process before you start giving your team prop, um, feedback on how they're doing and on what's working. And the feedback has to be relevant to the particular actions that they're taking and the things that you want them to achieve. Also, secondly, is measurement. You need to have specific benchmarks, but you have to have data that is objective, not subjective. You have to have things you can measure things that you can pull out, work product, um, you know, measurements of sales, measurements of um, time on task, productivity, whatever it is that you're measuring to show and to demonstrate the actual progress of the growth, you need to be able to record that and be able to analyze it. Then you need to have actual work product to compare when you started, when you finished, and the progress and the benchmarks along the way. And finally, you have to have timelines and expectations clearly defined and outlined. How long is this supposed to take? And what are the expectations along the way? Not just the ultimate outcome, but break down expectations along each benchmark and each timeline and each time point. So that's your growth. We talked about accountability. And the last component that I'm going to discuss today is change. And I love this saying, change is a process, not an event. And I always say that change is a process that begins with an event. But the event for most organizations is a set of mandates or a memo that says, this is what we're going to do. But true change in your organization, in your team, begins not with a set of mandates, but with a shift in mindset. What does that mean? That means you have to prepare people for change. You can't just go in and have an organization that's used to doing 
the same thing in the same way all the time and say, hey, we're going to throw everything out and we're going to start over. That doesn't necessarily work because you're going to have a lot of pushback because people aren't comfortable with being uncomfortable. Even if things aren't working properly, our tendency as human beings is to stick with what we know. We love staying in the familiar. So part of this is you have to create an environment that welcomes risk, that is okay with things being uncomfortable, with being okay with things shifting a bit because they know that ultimately, as long as I understand the vision of where we're trying to get to, the ultimate outcome, and I understand the process that we're taking to get there, then I can manage the change because I know this is going to make me better. So create an environment that welcomes risk, that doesn't frown upon thinking outside the box and changing things up. You also need to create a culture of shared learning, growth, and development, where people become colleagues, they have mentorship relationships, they sponsor each other in terms of, of vouching for each other to move up and, and, and to move out. You have, a, an organiz you have a culture where everyone shares what they learned. They're not just trying to protect their own little silos, but instead they work collaboratively and cooperatively and they understand that everyone is working towards the same goal. And then third, they need to have a culture where there is dialogue and open, open communication between different team members, between different departments, between management and workers, between the C-suite level and anyone else that's working in the organization. Because if you don't have open communication and if you don't have that constant communication, it's going to be very difficult for you to navigate change. It's going to be very difficult for your people to feel comfortable with the process of being uncomfortable. So change is one of these things that it's ongoing and, it, and you constantly have to check in with your people to see what they're thinking and how they're feeling and how they're being affected and how they're being impact, impacted. And then looking at ways of being able to quantify what changes are, happen, are happening, and to be able to qualify the changes that are happening so you can measure the impact not only on the productivity and about the outcomes, but also on morale and about how people are working together. So how do you apply this? Try setting up some collaborative learning groups in your organization, having your teammates working together and, and encouraging them to start work collaborating on different projects and connecting with other people, um, allowing your teams to lead the process of change where not everything comes from the top down, not everything comes from outside inside. Some of the changes that need to happen, you want to give them a voice and give them the power to start thinking about what does this look like in my particular area? How would I see this as being something that we would take on so that it can be a smooth process and it can work well for all the other um, teammates and all the other departments that are connected to me? And then establish an opportunity for reflection, assessment, and evaluation as a process. Reflecting on what happened and what they did, assessing the process of what they did, and evaluating their progress, making sure that they understand how all of these components fit together, that if they tweak one thing, then that affects the other parts of what they're doing. So give them a voice and help them to understand that when there's change that's going on, everyone is a part of the process. Everyone affects everyone else. 
And when you look at the AGCs of success, accountability, growth, and change, the one thing that you need to understand about all of them is that it's all a process. It's not something that happens just once. It's something that you have to be committed to. Because if you don't have accountability, you don't understand that growth is about becoming better, and you don't grasp the concept that change ultimately begins in the mind and you have to prepare for it, then your organization is not going to not only not be able to achieve the outcomes and the success that you want, but you're also not going to be able to sustain it. Because true organizations that want to be successful and that want to be sustainable over the long term understand that accountability, growth, and change are the cornerstones of what creates a sustainable, long-term, successful organization. A company and an organization that grows, one that is always at the forefront, one that is always relevant, and one that produces teams and people who become better, not just bigger, and who are committed to growth and development, not just replicating the status quo, and ones who are comfortable with the uncomfortable process of change. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. Remember, success begins in the mind, and the way that you think shapes your actions, and the way that you act determines your success. We've provided you with tools, tips, strategies, and some actionable items to help you change your mindset and master your success. I'm your host, Keisha Rivers of The Cars Group, where we facilitate outcome through strategic consulting, team coaching, and applied learning. Visit our website at carsgroup.com, that's K-A-R-S group.com, for more details, information, and to schedule a time to talk to us about how we can assist your organization to become the success that you desire to be. Until next time, have a great one and make it a success.